You're listening to the Cup of Joe Morning Show podcast, hosted by Joe Hunter on the Sound of Life at soundoflife.org. Got to tell you about this. I, I saw something about this, and um, I have looked into, uh, like, not me personally, don't give me one, but people who climb Mount Everest, you know, the whole ordeal and everything. And they there's a thing that they call summit fever. And it's very dangerous because you're looking right at the summit and you've got to make it. But there is a an unwritten rule that by 5 p.m., I believe it is, there's a time when you have to turn around and start going back. Because if you don't, you're not going to make it back. That's the most dangerous part is trying to make it back. And so when I tell you about, uh, let's see, Gel J is his name, Gel J Sherpa was taking a private client up Mount Everest, and he noticed someone who basically was dying. They were 500 meters from the summit. And he ran over, wrapped him in a sleeping mattress, gave him oxygen, put him on his back on top of Mount Everest, and hiked him six hours down to the mountain to safety. Wow. I have a hard time pronouncing Gelje's name, but he is my new hero today, man. Awesome. Yeah. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He'll put a smile on your face no matter what side of the bed you got up on. Kind of consider it the elephant in the room. Uh, nothing like when you're scrolling through your phone at night. You know, you're looking at things. <laughs> you know, should be talking to your wife. But anyway, that's kind of, and the wife's going, mm-hmm. Uh, and then you see a bit of news, and right away you think, no, that somebody put that up there. Why do people do things like that? That could be so hurtful and things about somebody, a very, very well-known celebrity's death, you know, 53 years old. I'm like, come on. And then there's another one. Then there's another one. I told my wife, and she's like, who said that? You know, we're right away, we're skeptical, right? And then it starts to sink in, and it's things like that are hard to sink in. And I know there's probably... How many families, or probably every family listening right now has something that might have happened recently that's that's really working their way through. But I thought, you know, and I have a, a heart for celebrities and people, people in music, man, we go back, you know, there's hardly a, hardly a week goes by that uh, a very famous musician doesn't go into eternity. I mean... We're all headed in that direction. I mean, I don't mean to be, I don't want to get down. <laughs> but anyway, it was amazing that the uh, some of what he had done lately really got out there. He said, you know, I, I, I've had a lot of ups and downs in my life. I'm still working through it personally. But the best thing about me is that if an alcoholic or drug addict comes to me and says, will you help me? I will always say yes. I know how to do that. I will do that for you, even if I can't always do it for myself. So I do that whenever I can in groups or one-on-one. I created the Perry House in Malibu, a sober living facility for men. I also wrote my play, The End of Longing, which is a personal message to the world, an exaggerated form of me as a drunk. I had something important to say to people like me and to people who love people like me. When I die, I know people are gonna talk about friends, 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 and I'm glad of that. Happy I've done some solid work as an actor as well as giving people multiple chances to make fun of my struggles on the World Wide Web. But when I die, as far as my so-called accomplishments go, it would be nice if friends were listed far behind 
the things I did to try to help other people. Hmm. I know it won't happen, but it would be nice. Signed, Matthew Langhorn Perry, of course. The Cup of Joe Morning Show with Joe Hunter. He's really quite a chatterbox. The Sound of Life. Well, you're waking up, got all kinds of concerns going on. I don't know what's in store for this week. May God surprise you. That's my prayer for you and your family. He said, I started to cry. I mean, I really started to cry that shoulder-shaking kind of uncontrollable weeping. I wasn't crying because I was sad. I was crying because for the first time in my life, I felt okay. I felt safe, taking care of decades of struggling with God, wrestling with life and sadness. All was being washed away like a river of pain gone into oblivion. Boy, that is very well said. I had uh, been in the presence of God. I was certain of it. And this time I had prayed for the right thing. Help. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's one of the greatest. Mm. Mm. Another prayer. Eventually the weeping subsided, but everything was different now. I stayed sober for two years based solely on that moment. God had shown me a, a sliver of what life could be. He saved me that day and for all days, no matter what. He had turned me into a seeker, not only of sobriety and truth, but also of him. Wow. God, please help me, I whispered. Show me that you are here. God, please help me. By now, you're probably knowing that I am quoting one Matthew Perry, who went into eternity over the weekend at the age of 53. Wow. Reaching the heart of the Northeast, the sound of life. You know, sometimes we get confronted thinking about, I, I'm exactly the same way because people recognize my voice sometimes when I'm out in public. Are you the guy that works at that Christian radio station? You know, not a lot, but sometimes. And it has been very favorable, but it, we didn't. <laughs> this was a very interesting uh, confrontation, really. This guy that works at 88.3, it's not our frequency, somewhere else in the United States. He was leaving a get-together at a friend's house, and the guy who runs the local atheist society stopped me outside. He said, hey, you're the radio guy, right? Now, I don't know what tone of voice he used. He could have been, hey, you're the radio guy, right? And I don't know. But he said, the DJ said, my brain quickly tries to choose between accessing Bible verses to use for apologetics or that fight scene at the Coliseum with Bruce Lee and Enter the Dragon. <laughs> wow. And he said, yeah, I work at 88.3. And he smiled and said, man, I love listening to you guys. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Your morning dose of encouragement. The Cup of Joe Morning Show on The Sound of Life. Kind of what I learned in Church Sunday uh, was uh, from the Gospel of John, chapter 1, verse 29. Never hurts to go over that. And I was looking at Jesus uh, well, the next day. He, John, saw Jesus coming toward him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Takes it away. See, the Old Testament priests stood all the time. Because the work was never done. When they were in the temple, they had to stand. They never sat down. Jesus, you remember, you know where I'm going with this, right? After the cross, after the resurrection, 
when he went to his heavenly father, he sat down at the right hand of God, signifying that the work was finished once and for all, one time for all sins. Check out Hebrews chapter one and the second part of verse three. You'll be singing hallelujah or saying it anyway you've been listening to the cup of joe morning show podcast on the sound of life the hudson valley's 100 percent listener funded christian radio station for more information on upcoming events contests to ask for prayer and to become a member of the sound of life family by supporting the station visit us at soundoflife.org 